Hello, and welcome back to the Best You Podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Coaches, and today we have a special guest appearance uh, with Coach Samantha Turbrack. She is one of our coaches here at Reviver, and we brought her in, and her and I had a great discussion. She uh, became a mother for the first time this year, and we talked about that experience of you know, her expectations prior to being pregnant and how it actually played out and some of the challenges she faced, how she overcame some of those and how she just accepted the fact that, you know, it was a lot different than what she was expected. And uh, this was a this was a great time for us to to jive on some of these things. And she, uh, again, just reveals some of uh, her experiences, but also gives some advice to those who either may be currently pregnant or are going to be pregnant. And this is also a great listen for, you know, the, the men in the world and especially those who are future fathers or whose wives or significant others are, are, are currently pregnant or are going to, and how you can support uh, a person going through this, knowing that it is a, a challenging time and it's just such a crazy experience of, of, of literally growing another human being. Um, that that brings up uh, about some challenges and obstacles and and so on and so forth. So this is a, a great one. Listen to it. Hopefully you come away with some some either uh, some tactical things that you can put into play for yourself, or maybe just a a level of appreciation for those who have gone through such a uh, an amazing experience of of being pregnant and giving birth to to a child. So I hope you enjoy it. And please don't forget to subscribe to the channel and to leave your comments and reviews and reach out with any thoughts, questions, or comments. All right. Enjoy. Hello, Samantha. Hi, Jeremy. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Welcome to the Best You Podcast. Thanks. Glad to be here. Thanks for being on. It took you long enough to invite I me into this thing. I know. Well, <laughs> I got paid off by some of the other guests, so <laughs> oh, you, gotcha. uh, you were... You this were, is for free, guys. Yeah. This is for free. <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah. Thanks for being here. We wanted to... You and I chatted prior to, to this about... Uh, how we can bring some valuable content to the listeners and mm-hmm. seeing that uh, you are recently a new mother as of this year, we thought it'd be a great idea to jive on that whole experience of pregnancy, post-pregnancy, you know, fitness, nutrition, sleep, all the things that come along with that. And hopefully you can share some of your experiences some of the things that worked really well for you during that time frame, some things that maybe you learned you could have done, uh, you know, better to, to improve your, your overall feelings and results, if you will, and, and give the audience some things to take away, whether, whether they're, this isn't just for you moms out there. So for, for husbands, uh, significant others who have someone close to them going through this experience, what you can do as well to, to be, um, contributing to, to that experience. Right. So, Let's start by talking a little bit about your prior to being pregnant Mm -hmm. and or right when you first found out you were pregnant, maybe like what were your expectations of, of being pregnant and how that would impact your, your exercise, your fitness, your, just your lifestyle in general. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, So you know, being in this field, I definitely had expectations before 
I found out I was pregnant that, you know, I was going to be this motivational spokesperson for (laughs) pregnancy everywhere. And I was going to be videoing myself every day and my workouts and having a little, you know, week by week transformational pictures going on. And I had, you know, my little dream board all set up and how I was going to be just this awesome pregnant, you know, fitness person. Uh, and things did not go according to that expectation. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, which I'm actually very, very grateful that they didn't because I think that if it would have been, if I would have had a very, you know, easy pregnancy and if I would have felt wonderful the entire time and if I would have exercised every single day and if I would have eaten perfectly, I'm not sure I would have the knowledge that I have now or the compassion or empathy that I have for other uh, expecting mothers that I have just because it, it went so incredibly different than what I was thinking it was going to be. So, um, I would say my experience with it was constantly changing. It was a very eye opening, and I was pretty much week to week having to change my, um, my plan going forward on what I was expecting of my body, of my energy, of even from a, and this might seem like a small thing, but in today's um, like in the fitness world today, it's very online. It's very social media. And that's a big part of, you know, I follow a lot of fitness women, uh, professionals. And when they were pregnant, they put everything out on the internet and you could watch the whole thing. And it was very inspirational and motivating. And I wanted to be that person. And I wasn't because of how I felt the majority of my pregnancy. So that, you know, you had to kind of, I had to change, uh, the expectations on myself mm-hmm. and you know all of that so very eye-opening yeah yeah I, yeah and you know I think you're not the first person to go through mm-hmm. that experience of of thinking it's going to be this joyous amazing ride where you can just be all you know happy and and yeah. inspiring to everybody every day and then holy crap you get kicked in the face with reality so can you Give me like one or two specific examples of what didn't quite go the way you thought it would go. Sure, yeah. In so regards to that. I, from pretty much week four or five of my pregnancy, right when I found out, all the way through till my second trimester, I was incredibly nauseous to the point where um, I, if I was lucky, if I was able to exercise at any day. So, um had a really hard time keeping food down, was very limited in what I could tolerate, really bad with protein, wanted nothing to do with protein. Um, I pretty much ate peanut butter and jellies for <laughs> the first 16 weeks. What flavor jelly? Strawberry okay. or raspberry. Okay. I'm not a great person. Gotcha. Just, okay. ugh. So but say, yes. we, we would have issues yeah. if it yeah. was great. No, not okay. a great person. Okay. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. um, and uh, exercise was very limited. I mean, I... Any, any time my heart rate was up, I felt nauseous, so I had to really dial down the intensity of everything. If I was doing any kind of exercising, it was like really low impact strength training. I also felt worse as the day went on, so I didn't have morning sickness. Morning sickness. I had like evening sickness. Um, so by the time I was able to exercise in the afternoon after I was done coaching classes or meeting with people, I, didn't, I wasn't unable to. So super challenging. And then, you know, with that, I don't know if you know this, but your hormones change quite whoa, a bit whoa, when whoa, you're whoa, pregnant. Whoa. <laughs> I don't you know if you know about? this. 
So, like, you're not really in a rational state of mind for a lot of it, too. So I was, I don't want to say, I wouldn't call it depressed, but, you know, having high expectations of myself, feeling so awful, having these hormones be totally out of whack. I went through a big psychological, like, struggle of really being down on myself that I was not doing what I was expecting myself to do and what I had planned to do. So the first 16 weeks were a very challenging state for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I started feeling better into my second trimester. Um, and so I was able to exercise more. I was able to eat more. I was able to, to recover better. I felt like, you know, and most women can probably test this, that you get like a second wind in mm-hmm. your, in most women, um, in the second trimester. And that definitely, and I don't, I don't necessarily say you get a second wind, but it's almost like you felt so crappy for the first 16 weeks that now you're just back to feeling normal, but that feels amazing to you right. to just feel normal. Um, so that was probably the best that I felt was in my second trimester. I was able to probably exercise, you know, three to four times a week. Again, the intensity was, was low because at this point I spent 16 weeks really not doing a lot and not eating very well. So um, yeah, lost muscle mass, lost stamina, all of that. So second trimester was pretty much just trying to feel good every day and move a little bit when I could and try to get back to eating somewhat normal healthy whole foods besides peanut butter and jellies so um but that was definitely and then into the third trimester everyone will tell you it's just a total you have no idea what's happening day to day so it there's no sleeping you're constantly uncomfortable exercise is probably one of the most comfortable like times you have during the day because you're moving and you can focus on other things besides how uncomfortable you feel um so the third trimester had its own issues but um yeah, it was it was it was a wild ride. And honestly, I had a pretty good pregnancy. Like that was not you know anything women have it a lot tougher than that. So the fact that that was still probably an easy pregnancy and it was that challenging is was very eye-opening as well. That like this is growing a human is not easy. It's not. No. Mm-mm. I uh I, I commend all of you ladies. Thanks for be, being able to do that. Taking on that role for you yeah. guys, huh? Um, yeah, you're welcome. And it's just, it's crazy. It, it's it's just the, the miracle of life, if you will. It's like your body knows how to build a human being mm-hmm. without you consciously having to do anything. <laughs> no. Like that's just such yeah. a crazy thing to think about. Yeah. But uh, so going back, you mentioned, you know, we're talking about expectations and you mentioned that you had high expectations for yourself and then you didn't really fulfill those. So then not only did you suffer the, you know, the nausea and just the not having an appetite for food or being able to exercise comfortably, all this stuff, not only was that going on, but then there was the mental battle of like being disappointed. disappointed. So is it fair to, and uh, you tell me, like, is it fair to say to, you know, future first time moms, don't have expectations. Like, just have the expectation that you're going to be growing a human mm-hmm. and it's going to bring curveballs mm-hmm. and 
just be open to accepting what comes rather than having an expectation of it being really bad or an expectation of it being really good or whatever it is, but just kind of like have the expectation that I don't know what's going to happen and that's okay that you don't know. And I just need to learn how to, how to, how to manage it as it comes. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And and this is, it's so much easier to say it than to actually believe it. And I think that women in and of ourselves, we're definitely, we have, we expect a lot of ourselves anyway. I mean, I think most people do, but I think women even more so, especially when it comes to growing a child, you know, there's expectation. Every time you put something into your mouth, it's, you know, is this good for the baby? Is this bad for the baby? Every time you're actually like, you're constantly worried that you're doing too much or you're not doing enough or it's and so I think like the best way that I've handled it is to, um, when it comes to, cause I think we have like three or four pregnant members right now. Um, and so after being pregnant and talking to them, it's been first off, like a little education of like, no, I don't think we actually know how much it takes of our body to grow a human. Like it is, that thing's a parasite. It's sucking out all your energy, all your nutrients. So you're not, you, you're not operating at a hundred percent or even close to that. You're probably operating at like 20% while this is happening, especially in the first trimester when you're growing all the important things. Um, cause at that point after that, it's just things getting bigger. But that first trimester is when you're actually developing the body um, and the organs and all of that. And so it just, how much it actually takes out of you. So I think first kind of shedding some light on the new, the new pregnant women, that that's what's actually happening so that that way they can, and not that you're going to wrap your head around everything, but maybe a little bit more so understand like your goal right now is to save as much energy as you can for this little energy sucker. And that's like your goal in the first, and especially in the first trimester. So if you have low energy, it's not pushing yourself to the point where like you're totally exhausting because you need to get your workout in because you said you're going to do three times a week. But it's like, okay, knowing that you're actually doing a good thing if you're not going to go do that 20 minute kickboxing class because you may be going for a light walk around the block might be more beneficial or probably is more beneficial to you and to baby. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to eating, like in the beginning, your goal is just to get food in, like just get some food in. So it's kind of taking it, um, taking it, yeah, just like you said, day by day, day by day. Um, and uh, maybe getting the expectations out on the table in the beginning. So you actually, so you can start to kind of like debunk them or re, mm-hmm. reroute them yeah. a little bit. Um is has been very beneficial talking to other people since my experience so because i think prior to that it was i would see pregnant women come in here like marcy your wife she was one of the people that i still think of when it comes to somebody exercising while they were pregnant she was awesome she was in here at least three times a week she was very consistent she did she did wonderful Um, and so I kind of had her, she was one of the people that I had in my mind of like, I'm going to be just like her and it's going to, and it's going to be great and it's going to be awesome. And (laughs) it was not so, but, and so I think like I can now explain that and share that with other women of like, you may even see, cause some people saw me exercise and they're like, Oh, I wanted to be like you. And I feel like I'm not doing as much as you did. And I'm like, listen, that's, you start comparing yourself to other women's experiences with pregnancy. You're, it's a whole dark place to be so um like you said taking each experience as their own and 
kind of a step-by-step, day-by-day thing uh, is very helpful. It was helpful for me. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a big fan of the, the, the thought of don't let what you can't do interfere with what you can do. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. thinking along those lines, and you already gave like one example when it comes to food of, you know, you were in a state where very little seemed appetizing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what in that moment, you know, what you can't do is just kind of eat whatever you know is best because you'll probably vomit it back up or whatever. Did, did do that. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so rather just do what you can do, which is eat something. Like just mm-hmm. have the mindset, like shift that mindset of, okay, today is not the day about eating perfectly. It's about just eating. Mm-hmm. So what other examples maybe can you look back on that you felt, you know, like you did a great job of, of doing what you could do despite what you couldn't do? Um, some things that maybe you, you felt were victories for you throughout the, that time period. Yeah. Um, so in this, it took a while, but, um, I, I definitely would say that I, um, exercise wise, especially I realized that energy wise, because I felt the best in the morning and maybe I wasn't necessarily here to exercise, um, or wasn't able to, I would try to do some sort of, you know, short 20 minute stretch routine, quick little circuit workout at home, just body weight stuff. So in order to move, like my goal was to move for that day, just to number one, mentally feel like I did something um, and to be a little proud of myself in that. And then knowing that the more I moved, the more my body moved, the more blood I circulated, the better that it was for baby. So, you know, making sure that I was getting a little bit in. So that way, you know, later on in the day, if I did feel good and I could, and I was here at the gym and I could work out awesome. It was a bonus, but if not, I still had a moment of my day that I was moving. Mm -hmm. Um, and then throughout my pregnancy, I started reading a book about the nutritional side of things and developing baby and stuff like that. Um, written by a dietitian who specializes in, uh, gestational diabetes and, um, nutrition while pregnant in the, the hard part of that was reading it. All I was thinking was, I'm not eating any of these things. <laughs> I'm doing a horrible job. I'm my baby's, killing this yes, baby. my baby's going to come out with no eyeballs and like, this is going to be horrible. Um, so, and then once I kind of collected myself, um, it, for me, I kind of looked at it as like, how would I want to, if someone was presenting me with this information, how would I want to receive it that I didn't feel like that where I was doing a bad job, but it was a way that was kind of going to help me going forward. So, um, I uh, made a list of really the nutrients that you that are ideal or that are like I guess the, the most essential um, for baby developing and then the foods that you would find those nutrients in. And I just created a super simple list. And so that way it was kind of a thing of let me see all of these foods and see which ones I can tolerate. You know, which ones seem okay and when I think of them or when they're in front of me I don't feel like I want to puke. Um, and then, so it was gradually kind of adding those in as I felt better and better, um, throughout my pregnancy. So, um, and if I got a couple in, in the day, that was a success. If I got none, I had bad days here and there, but it was really about how much energy can I save and, you know, how can I move and eat that makes me feel good and, and, and that. So it was definitely a learning process, but, um, it got better I would say about halfway through the pregnancy about week 20 was when I kind of had that mind shift of 
stop beating yourself up about what, like, just like you said, what you, what you can't do, what you mm-hmm. haven't done, how the last 20 weeks have not gone according to plan. And let's just see if we can make the next 20 weeks um, more enjoyable for you and for baby. Yeah. Right on. What are maybe some common myths that you think people hear or think when it comes to, you know, being pregnant and working out, being pregnant and food, um, any of these topics, you know, that you heard things where you know that it's just not the truth and, and it's kind of maybe probably hurting either the mindset or the execution of a lot of women who are pregnant because they think they're doing something wrong or doing something right that maybe isn't really helping them. The number one thing that comes to mind right away is exercise. I think that women are very afraid to exercise while pregnant and it's one of the best things you can do. Um, Example, we we have a member currently who started day one on ramp with us the day she found out she was pregnant here. And so that was her first question out of her mouth was, listen, I'm just starting this. Like, is this appropriate? Should I be doing this? Should I not be doing this? And in your body is meant to move. The more that you can move your blood, your muscles, all of that, like the more oxygen, the more nutrients get to baby, like movement is super important. As long as it's ideal that you're doing things that you were doing prior to being pregnant. So if you were a runner, it's totally safe to still be running as long as it still feels good to you. Um, and it's not causing any issues. Like it's totally safe. We had, we've had members that have ran all the way up until the day that they went to labor. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Jess would do that. So, um, just knowing that exercise is good for you and to not be afraid of it during pregnancy, you know, areas to be cautious of, I would say for the most part are going to be, um, like correlated, but again, and especially like any mom can attest to this while they're pregnant, you can feel when things don't feel right. So if you're doing a sit up at, you know, and you're 16 weeks pregnant, for some women that feels totally fine. For other women, their baby's grown so much at that point, it feels awful. So don't do it if it feels awful. Mm -hmm. So just being able to listen to your body, if something's not feeling right or doesn't feel good to you, don't do that movement, change it up. If you feel like your heart rate's going through the roof while you're just jogging, like, go for a walk instead. So there's just being able to listen to your body um, is super important and not ignore it because it's giving you signs. Um, But that movement is so, so important. I think that a lot of times women were taught to be very cautious of exercise during pregnancy. And then the goal is to get back to exercise as soon as possible post-pregnancy. And I would say that it's the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. That during pregnancy, exercise is super important to create a strong pelvic floor while you're pregnant, while baby's growing, to make sure that you know everything's still strong and functioning right is going to make your delivery better and your recovery better. And then post-pregnancy, it's take your time. I just, my child is eight months and I just did my first set of sit-ups last week. Eight months postpartum. So it just, you got to take take your time afterwards. Not, I've been exercising prior than that, you know, Mm -hmm. other than that, but especially correlated, like just know it's going to take some time afterwards. So um, exercise-wise, that's my biggest, I think the biggest myth, the biggest thing that people maybe do wrong. Um, I would encourage you that if you're maybe new to exercise or don't have a long exercise history, maybe don't have good body awareness or don't really or don't know what to do while you're pregnant but you still want to move I really encourage you to get a coach 
because especially a female who's maybe been pregnant or been through something like get a coach, somebody who's able to kind of guide you, um, especially if you're a first time, uh, it's your first pregnancy because you just, everything's scary. You yeah. have no idea what, ever, what all those feelings are. So working with someone to kind of help talk through some things and guide you on some stuff and have alternatives for you is I think is crucial. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of the the women who were working out regularly and then became pregnant, it was very hard for them to continue to work out because they were comparing themselves to when they weren't pregnant mm-hmm. and because they're not able to do as much, it was like this feeling of you know, what, am, what is this even worth? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the advice we've often given to people is when you're pregnant, you're coming to the gym not to increase your fitness level. You're coming to the gym to move. Mm-hmm. And to that's gonna increase take your, your mind off of health. whatever negative feelings you're having physically or emotionally. Yep. And it's to connect and it's to breathe and it's to do mm-hmm. all of these other things. Like you're not here so that to get better pull-ups you're getting better at yeah. pull-ups or increasing your squat weight like sure yep. totally different intent behind showing up and i think absolutely that's a big yeah it's a, it's a you know easier said than done like most things but i mean you're just gonna run yourself into a wall if you're constantly comparing 20 week pregnant you to mm-hmm. you know not pregnant you well i'm glad that you brought up intention because i you know thinking back to the question you had before like you know when i had that that mind shift change that was one of the big the big changes was exercising to exercise or how i I exercised always for like a goal to get stronger to get Mm -hmm. fitter things like that and how part of that mind shift was changing the intention like Mm -hmm. i'm exercising so that i can move and then so that baby is getting more nutrients to baby and like knowing that this is going to help with my recovery and all of that, the stronger that I am and, you know, the more that I move throughout this. So, yes, that intention change is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you are eight months postpartum. Mm-hmm. Cal baby is uh, on the move, AKA, starting to be on the AKA move. AKA coach baby. Coach baby. Yeah. And... So how, maybe going back to kind of the expectation thing of, you know, you're a mother, you're a wife, you have a career, you're trying to stay fit, you've got all these things going on. How, how is life now versus a year and a half ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and what have you kind of noticed being, being where you are now? Um, I feel like we could have a whole other podcast sure. on, on this. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe some two. of the key things that maybe stand out. Um, again, going back to the intentions on why you're exercising. Um, so postpartum, your your body is trying to heal. Your hormones are even more out of whack than what they were while you were pregnant. Um, there's a lot of anxiety around baby. There's a lot of um, emotional conflict and feeling guilty of wanting to do things for yourself but wanting everything to be about baby and making sure that they're alive and safe and fed and all this stuff there's I mean there's a million things that go through a woman's head in 25 seconds so it's um the to keep it short and sweet I would just say that postpartum it's being kind to yourself knowing that if exercise 
there's going to be things that are going to help you feel better. And if exercise is one of those things that you thoroughly enjoy, I think it's important for you to do it. Even for just the focus of getting away from the baby for 30 minutes a day to focus on you because you will go through, I can't tell you how many moms, including myself, went through mom guilt of do I rush home after work to go see him or can I spend this 30 minutes you know, for myself? Like 99.9% of the time, especially in the beginning, you're going to rush home. Um, so just trying to like know that the healthier you are, the better you feel, the better you take care of yourself, the better you're going to be able to take care of baby yeah. and the more that you're going to enjoy that. And we can definitely go into a lot of specifics, but that's been the biggest thing for me that I've learned the hard way is that you can't sacrifice your health because it will affect your child. So, you know, if you're breastfeeding, make sure that you're eating a lot of good food, you know, making sure that you have sleep, making sure that your partner, we kind of talked about a little shot to like all the dads, yeah, like, we'll get, yeah. like make sure that you have people there that are helping you when people are offering help, take it, like make sure that you're resting and doing things and try to talk yourself out of the constant need to, you know, be the sole provider of this living being. Um, it's super challenging. Um, but that's the biggest, the biggest thing that I would say that it's such a hard lesson to learn, especially if you're a new mom. Um, it's a struggle and I'm here for you. And if you need to talk about it, <laughs> girls, I got you. But yeah, um, having a, a helpful partner is crucial. Yeah. So I guess that's a good transition into what advice is, do you have for the men in the, in the picture? Let's start with during pregnancy. What advice would you give? Uh, Constantly tell her that she looks beautiful and is still <laughs> sexy, even though she's 40 pounds heavier and she feels awful about herself, whether she says it or not. Um, yeah, I mean, Vince was absolutely wonderful during the entire thing, and him. it was also a new experience for him, so he had no idea what to do. It was a learning, I think for men, and you could probably test this, like, you want to help, and you really, like, a lot of it you can't help with, you know, so doing the extra little things, I think, while they're pregnant, um, of, it can be as small as cleaning the house, the chores that she normally does, you know, helping her out when that happens, giving her a massage, things like that. Like, you know, little things go a super long way with women, especially when they're not feeling well. Um, during the labor and delivery, <laughs> just be there <laughs> and be quiet. This is the volume I could say. Um, and then postpartum, this is where like men, this is, this, and Vince actually had this, this uh, uh, thing that he said where he's like, you know, you spent, you took him the first nine months, so let me take over the next nine months. Not that that happened, but I mean, that was his mentality of, he wasn't able to do a lot while I was growing Cal. But now that Cal's here, he's able to do a lot and he does do a lot. And I think that's the biggest thing for dads is get in there and get dirty. The moment she has that baby, you're in the hospital. Her job's to feed the baby. Your job is to change the baby. Like, make sure that you're taking on roles. Um, even if if you're blessed to be in a situation where mom can be home for a while, even during maternity leave, I still encourage dads to, you know, take night, multiple night shifts. I know that you guys got to get up and you have to work. So maybe even if it's the weekends, if it's Friday night and Saturday night, like take the night shift. Let her sleep. Do what you can to make sure that you have just as much time. Um, or as much time as you can with that child, if this is going to benefit you because you're going to bond with the baby, you're going to become a better dad as you can attest to that. Um, but it's also, she's not going to ask for that. She's not going to ask for, for you to take the baby. 
and for you to do things because she's feeling like she needs to. Like it's the mom guilt. It's a real thing. So making sure that you step in and you take it and you tell her to go relax and go do something and it benefits all parties. Even if she doesn't show it, it's benefiting her. So just dads, get involved. True that. Yeah. Yeah. So... Fantastic. Well, mm-hmm. what uh, what else would you have to say on, on, on the topic? Is there anything we, we missed? Anything that you'd like to jam on real quick? I mean, um, yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's definitely been the biggest life change I've ever experienced. Um, I guess... Kind of on, on, on a side note, I've worked with a few moms recently that are going through like their second, third, or fourth pregnancy and had very different lifestyles, had very different um, goals and schedules and lives prior to this sad pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So like one of my clients, this is her fourth, and this is the only one that she's been really super active for mm-hmm. um, and focus on her nutrition. You know, I have another mom who her first pregnancy, she gained like almost 60 pounds. Mm-hmm. And so her goal this time was to be healthy make sure she was still doing well for baby, but not trying to be excessive, you know, with her weight gain as much as she could. And so just know that like every pregnancy is different. You can, and that you can, even if, you know, one went a certain way or your lifestyle was a certain way, like you can change that going down the line and you can always, um, uh, make better choices and um, do better things for you and for babe but the biggest takeaway for me was just like kind of change your expectations and as moms our intention now the moment we get pregnant through I don't think it ever ends but our our number one goal is to take care of our children and I so I just think that the biggest thing you can do to take care of your child is to take care of yourself yeah. so whether that's mentally being kind to yourself or, and or physically moving and eating healthy and making sure you get sleep, like take care of yourself so you can take care of your kids. Yeah. I think that is, I mean, just in general, right. Unrelative to being a parent or not, just, you know, how good are you at your job at being a father, mother, Mm -hmm. being in a relationship you know, being on a team, whatever, how good are you if you're not providing for yourself? Mm-hmm. And what I, I find it interesting because I feel like there's, there are people who like, they have no problem making time for their own self care. Mm-hmm. And then there are people who it is like pulling teeth for them to try to get themselves to take a second out of their day mm-hmm. to, you know, for call it self care. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, I find that just so fascinating yeah. and, and, you know, can totally tell why it's so, I can, I can see the, the irony behind it and why it's a challenge to, to do that. Uh, so I don't know. I, I think just try to be more, more present with, with yourself, mm-hmm. what's driving you to, to have these feelings, where are they coming from? Mm-hmm. And take little steps, right? It's not, you know, you don't have to go from doing zero to doing everything, but making that time, whether it's to just have alone time, to exercise, to Mm -hmm. 
read to go meet with a friend whatever but yeah, yeah super super important and I think you know I mean as a fitness professional I could say all that two three years ago and but having have been through it of it's a lot harder like just like anything are a mm-hmm. lot harder said than done mm-hmm. um, so you can know that that's the case and know that you need to do that and still have no idea how to do it or not be successful at it so if you are that person that you know and we, we hear this all the time of like oh I know I should eat right I know I should do these things I know I should be kind to myself I know I should do this stuff but you don't that's also a, a good sign that you need that you should talk to somebody get mm-hmm. some outside perspective some outside help of you know talk to a coach talk to a therapist talk to another mom talk to whoever it is that can help you um be successful at that yeah because um, knowing is different than doing so absolutely mm-hmm. all righty well thank you so much for your time and Welcome. all of your insights and for sharing your experience mm-hmm. i think there will be a lot of people who get uh some tremendous benefit from listening yeah so absolutely. thanks for having me until next time sounds good have a great day thanks you too Hey, thanks for listening again to another episode of the Best You Podcast, and special thanks to my guest, Sammy Turbrack, for being on. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode, and again, please don't forget to subscribe and share the uh, the podcast with those that are close to you, your friends, your family. Share it on social media. Tag us. Uh, you can tag me on Instagram at coach underscore JJJ. I'm on Facebook as well. You could also search out our gym here in Rochester Hills. CrossFit Reviver um, on on social media or just on the old interwebs at www.crossfitreviver.com. So thanks again. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day and stay tuned for the next episode.